0: What's going on, everybody? This is the Talking Tactics podcast. My name is Daniel. Me, half up, half up. <laughs> it's
1: Karl-Anke here. Hello.
0: Uh, yeah. Sorry about last week. Um, I can walk at least, but I have COVID. My. Oh, my oh, wait, wait, wait. You still have COVID? I mean, I'm I'm testing positive on the, on oh, the antigen test. Oh damn! You got um, COVID, COVID. I thought I thought you were in COVID recovery. But I'm feeling better. Like my voice actually sounds, at least in my head like my voice again i'm sure it sounds a bit off but that's why we didn't tape last week we're back um where can you guys be found carl
1: you can find my writing on the athletic and you can find me on twitter at anchorman 616
2: hh you can find me around man i'll be around or i'll be around
0: (laughs) so all right all right um let's 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 get into this week so where's a good place to start actually
1: there's a lot do you want to talk about the international break that's currently happening? Or do you want to recap the weekend's games of club football that have just wrapped up?
2: Let's do that part first. Oh, what what we'll about dinosaurs? Them. But we have to also talk about Jurassic Park. We have to talk about Jurassic Park.
1: Do we? Yeah. What did you think of the most recent Jurassic Park movie?
2: No. Oh, well, Jurassic Park in terms of Turin and in terms of a guy called Max. Oh, I see. <laughs> so.
1: Okay. I thought you wanted to talk about Dominion being a disappointing movie. But we can also talk about a man called Max. So... Let's start in Turin, Juventus. What's happening there, Mister Hope? Tell me more. Do you know a guy called Arriva Bene? I don't. No. Know. So
2: I don't. Basically, he's part of like just like the Juve official. So he sort of has a, a similar role to like Aniele, like part of the guy, the decision makers at Juventus. Mm-hmm. He's coming out of, and and this video actually is you can find this video. He's, he's coming out of like a place, lots lots of crowd. This was before the Monza game, and UVA fan says, "Sarlegri, legri then he then replies that, are you going to pay for his sacking? And that his response to the fan. You're at a stage where Juventus probably want to sack him, mm-hmm. but they can't sack him because there's a severance tax there. And Allegri doesn't strike me as a guy who's going to step down and um, not take the huge lump sum that he would be owed if he was to be sacked. So Juventus lost to Benfica at home. Mm-hmm. 2-1 so that means they they're, they're now done two else but the thing about that benfica losses okay psg loss make sense paris they lost the Juventus at home so, so so they lost to benfica at the crib which mm-hmm. means that they now have to play benfica away and they now have two must win double headers against Maccabi haifa and if benfica can just get like a draw something from psg they're mm-hmm. in real danger of finishing third mm-hmm. so this past week so when I say Monza, what's the first thing that comes to your mind when I say Monza? To you two to two guys? Monza, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Sen uh, Balasconi. Daniel? Like racing. Like there, F1 racing. There we go. I mean, most guys will say that Formula One racetrack, Monza. So Monza, this was their first ever time in the Syria, ever. So they had not won a game. I think I remember, I think it was maybe two draws and the rest losses, but they, they, they had not won yet. So they play Juventus. they are dominating Juve. Juve still look trash. Mm-hmm. Di Maria gets sent off for putting out an elbow. The guy sold his ball, it is what it is, he put out an elbow. So they're down to 10 men. They're even worse. Monza get the goal and Monza beat them 1-0. Um, so Allegri wasn't at the touchdown because then he had a touchdown balance. he was upstairs. But after the game, he had to leave with security. So, Juve are in serious trouble because as long as Allegri there, it's only going to get worse, you can see that he's lost the dressing room, that he's lost the, the team. But the issue I have is... or you say fans... he's lost
1: the dressing room, have you got... Uh, has there been news? Leaks? Oh, no, no, no. Okay, so this,
2: this is my sixth sense intuition going. Okay, all right. Because I, cause I just look at... Because for me, watching the game for, for so long, you can tell body language of players. Okay. I could tell when players are like, yeah, these players are not giving the right <laughs> amount of efforts.
1: Asked for a source and you went, Man, it's the vibes, trust me.
2: So so no no no, it's the it's vibes, it's the vibes. Um so <laughs> yeah, they're screwed. Yuve are screwed because unless someone can set up an OnlyFans account, a GoFundMe account <laughs> to sack this, this dude, Yuve simply don't have the funds or the capacity to to sack your boy. So how okay, did we get I'm here
1: from currently, currently ten googling. in a row? No, they, they never got ten in a row, did they? They got nine. I'm currently googling how much to sack. Max Allegri so let's see he's probably got four years on his contract left maybe three so something between let's say reasonably 14 million euros would be the payout or at least the beginning of the payout until Max Allegri gets another job which I don't really see Allegri getting another job anytime soon something I only really learned recently is that you stop being paid out by your club when you get another job so Chelsea aren't still paying Antonio Conte for example so there's that Something that has baffled me recently is, you know, I don't watch too much Serie A live, but I tend to watch a lot of highlights and recaps. Very often I do get the notifications of Juventus games. I'm looking at the lineup and I'm going, why are they playing Kostic there? I Hope, I don't know how much Juventus you watch, but what is Allegri getting wrong?
2: His, his tactics are outdated. You look at every other Serie A team, there are more passes, there's more movements, and there's much more dynamism in the way that guys are, are playing. He is still relying on, let's just keep it structured. And there isn't, he's because you have to evolve. Even if you have a philosophy, you have to tweak and evolve it. Conte is very pragmatic, but can see that there are a little a bit more tweaks. I think Allegro is a guy who is very much stubborn and stuck in the past because they rehired him because hey, Allegri, he was the guy that really said what's up with us and everything. We sort of lost away with Pila and maybe Sari. Allegri, so Allegri, so. If you're rehiring me, that means you want me to go back to what um, I did before rather than okay, it's 2022 now. Mm-hmm. What you did was cool. Try and now update things because we now have this amazing uh, Vlaovic kid with us and, and so forth. So it's a case of UV just look old, they look tired, mm-hmm. and also they didn't. Their transfer window wasn't great. Yes, you got De Maria and you got Paul Pogba, but he needed a lot more younger players and he needed a big revamp. Shout out to America. My cousins and my uncle are American. Weston McKenney starting for Juventus into the move. Yeah, something I feel a lot about,
1: uh, and this is less to do with McKenney but every time I look at uh, Juventus's midfield three, I keep saying, okay, so who's the person who's supposed to pass into the final third? Um, it's supposed to be being, Pogba, but he's out. It's supposed to be, yeah, it's supposed to be Paul Pogba. And this, this midfield looks very workmanlike. And there are plenty of very good teams that have a largely workmanlike midfield and allow the fullbacks to to get up and down the field. Uh, but also, Juventus' fullbacks aren't very attacking anymore. Everything about this Juventus side seems a bit Old. stale. If they could
0: bring Chiellini back from the States, I think they'd do it just because... It feels like a club that's grasping for like the old thing back, but like you can't do that. That's the only reason Allegri's there. The interesting it's because it once you... it worked. But that doesn't mean it'll work again.
1: This is a very good point, you know, and, and this is this is you can argue this is the culmination of you you've had this is misguided attempts to win the Champions League. You know, as we're in a very, very good place. Not that long ago. You know, you can say it's 2017 and then they go, All right, new badge, new shirts. We're gonna try and cater to this casual. I still don't. One. I still don't like that J thing, by the way. I like it on certain kits, but there are times where I go, you know what? I quite bring
0: the horse miss- back. Wasn't there I a horse? Not, no, 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 bro.
1: bro try making thumbnails without ass J. Trust me. <laughs> there
2: you go.
1: There you go. Uh, I'm. I'm gonna very quickly go through this. Uh, the starting lineup against Monza. So pairing in goal. Uh, Danilo at left back. Again, play who was good a couple of years ago. Bremer, Gatti, Di Siglio. Di Siglio, who, I mean, a football manager legend, but hasn't really kicked mm-hmm. on. Moretti, Paredes, McKenny. That's a workman-like front three. <laughs> but I think, yeah, they, like, Paredes and McKenny, Okay, great. Paredes is the deepest line player. McKenney's your box-to-box ball winner. Why have you also got Moretti there? And I know it's because Paul Pog was meant to be there, but you're like, ah. And then your front three is Kostic. Kostic, you... Okay, he's playing in a, and, and as the furthest forward when he's been playing at left back and sort of left wing back. Well,
0: your mic sounds kind been, of low, Carl. Because
1: this has been played all over the place by Allegri, and, and I, I think he's getting him wrong because he's he was a lot more exciting when it was at Eintracht Frankfurt last season. Vlaovic, who is a player I reserve judgment on at the moment, I think he's good. I don't think he is as good as a lot of people were saying before he went to UBIT. and Di Maria, who. I mean, a lot rests on your shoulders to be creative now Pog was injured and now he's been sent off. So I just look at this Juventus team and I go, how is this supposed to work? Yeah.
0: Are there any other Serie A clubs that you guys are finding interesting at the moment? So I watched Atalanta against Roma. Roma played okay, okay. but not great. And Atalanta, I mean, I think oh, no, 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 their...
2: Daniel, stop it, man! Don't, don't do my guy Mourinho like that. So those players are a disgrace. Those guys are. <laughs> I a think disgrace they had
0: I, look. I think Atalanta had one shot on target, and they scored with it. But <laughs> Mourinho got sent off because he thought that um, Zaniolo was fouled in the box. There yeah, was six in one, half a dozen in the other. Like they were just grabbing each other, and uh, you know his player went down, and he got mad, and he got red carded. So that was fun. Interestingly. I don't. What is Serial's protocol with like what happens when you get sent off? Because it seemed like Mourinho was kind of still there doing stuff, <laughs> like writing notes, and like he, he wasn't in the stands as such.
1: Remember this guy hitting in a laundry
0: basket. <laughs> <laughs> he did. So yeah, I'm, I, I I say all that to say, Roma are an interesting team, but when they don't have Dybala, you can tell that there's a there's there's a missing link from yeah. midfield to attack. So, mm-hmm. but, but my thing is, doesn't that make Juventus look extra stupid?
2: Look at how you just look at how important Dybala has been to Roma. Mm-hmm. Um... you 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 gave away the Dybala and okay, fair enough. No one knew that Pogba would get this injury. No one and um well, yes, no one knew that the main thing no one knew that Pogba would get the injury. Pogba and Di Maria, that made a massive difference for Juventus. But still, it just seems like karma that you take away the Dybala. Don't really fully appreciate him he leaves because he leaves and he doesn't really want to leave he's popping off for Roma you get Pogba massive thing and then Pogba gets injured I think it's karma it's bro I think
1: I don't think it's karma and I don't think Dybala fixes the problems of this Juventus team the, the, the main problem. well again correct me if I'm wrong but the main problem this Juventus team seems to be ball progression and Dybala is a player that primarily likes the ball played into feet and he plays in behind the striker it, I, and also, one big reason why Juventus didn't retain Dybala is because of wages. Please bear in mind, there's an alternate reality where Dybala is, is at playing for Inter Milan right now, and Inter mm. Milan is a, a, a thing. I think Dybala at Roma is very good, and I think him and Tammy Abraham is a lot of fun. Uh, I absolutely adored the way he was unveiled at Roma and whatnot. And I think this Roma starting eleven, when everyone is fit, is good enough to finish the Champions League spaces. But as Dan says, when there are some injuries and when two or three players are missing, it does begin to look Europa League quality all all over again. I have one more Serie A question.
0: Yep. What's going on with Napoli?
1: Like why why
0: why why are they everybody's second team? They're
1: very confusing. So Napoli right now top of Serie A, five wins, two draws, uh, no losses. When they click and it's all working, they look like one of the best teams in Europe, as evidenced by their victory over. Liverpool in the Champions League. They've got Kavara Mike, My apologies for not being able to pronounce his actual government oh, name.
0: Oh, I was practicing this like a couple weeks ago and I forgot uh, is
2: Isn't Kavarash Keely?
1: Nah. All right. So they've got him <laughs> who, who is... They, they've got this gentleman from Georgia who looks like one of the most exciting players in a while.
0: Kava Keelya? Um, they've also I got Victor
1: Oshman, who, as we said before in this podcast, when he's fit, looks like the next... 100 million euro pound striker or even you know, maybe 120 million so they look like a lot of fun um, I mean the third table right now is is just really fun Napoli top Atalanta second Udinese third Udinese look legit by the way they're just stout if that makes sense mm. um, they're really solid and it can be quite hard to, to take them apart so they beat Inter Milan 3-1 and it was a real sort of oh, it's not a lucky break they're beating the snout out Inter Milan at the moment Udinese um, third, Lazio fourth. Lazio are, are interesting. Um, again, when they look good, they look very good. When they look bad, they look
2: bad. so, 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 so yeah. I got it. I listened oh. to it. cuaraz Yeah.
1: Milan yeah. are fifth. Uh, Roma <laughs> sixth. <laughs> Milan <laughs> are fifth. Roma is sixth. Uh, Inter Milan are seventh. Uh, when we come and eight, and Juventus are eighth. So that's a pretty fun top eight. Um, yeah. Uh, Juventus are in eighth place, seven points off Napoli at top. When the international break is done, Roma will face Inter Milan in a game that I'm sure will have a lot of people not who don't normally watch Serie A watch the game because, mm. yeah, I'll be a good one. I think this is a point where we can go back to our pre-season predictions because I believe I said the Milan clubs are going to finish one and two. And I said it would be, I think I said it would be Napoli and Juventus. I have no idea what I said, girl. Yeah, no, no, no.
2: <laughs> Napoli is winning, bro. Maradona yeah. tax. Maradona. I
1: mean, sorry. Maradona Maradona tax? Yeah. Please elaborate.
2: A, I feel that because I need that for my narrative. That <laughs> Maradona has a 1986 World Cup and he led Napoli to their only Syria. And I need that narrative to keep on going on. So just for my agenda narrative, that needs to keep on happening.
1: So I'm going to say wait, that. Wait, wait, wait. You need Napoli to never win Syria again. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so evil. Just just to clarify, you want Napoli to never win Serie A again? So you can maintain your argument that Napoli, that Maradona winning it with Napoli is one of the greatest transfers of all time.
2: Yes, precisely. So <laughs> that so basically so, so 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 that means that I feel Milan go back to back because I think Insa have lost their way. Juve, Jurassic Park sacks Napoli, my tacks. um <laughs> my and Atalanta mind. just Atalanta look good, but eh, I I don't I don't see 30 80 game league winners there. So.
1: UEFA Champions League football is streaming on Paramount Plus. Nine months of heart-stopping, hold-your-breath exhilaration is underway with the biggest stars, top teams, and craziest fan bases across Europe. Watch every game from the group stage through the knockout rounds as Benzema and Real Madrid defend their title against Liverpool, Man City, Chelsea, PSG, Barcelona, and more in football's biggest club competition. So don't miss a single sweat-soaked second of regulation time, stoppage time and extra time and stream every match of the UEFA Champions League live exclusively on Paramount+. Plus.
0: We need to have a discussion about Bayern. Yes, we do. That's what interesting, is, What is not it? What, I dare them to
2: sack him. I dare
0: them to sack him. What is going on? They, they're not winning games. They're not winning games. That's, that's my recap. I think they it winning games. This is in, very like, simple. Four or five straight games, like just draws and things. Like, There's something against... weird going
2: on. They they know, no, so, against... It's very, very but... simple, guys. Let me tell you guys this. It's very okay. simple. Playing with space and without space. Go for it. That's lovely and cryptic
1: from Hope, as ever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, okay, okay, yes, okay, okay, As Dan okay. said, they, they haven't won in four games. In four games. Yeah, in yeah, the yeah. Bundesliga. Okay, I was right. Yeah, yeah. They've won in four games in the Bundesliga. They have got Champions League victories over Inter Milan and Barcelona since. Um, like, the current up. conversation was, if it wasn't for uh, Oktoberfest, Mangelsman would have had a number of players in for a, a strict word. And also, I'm assuming Mangelsman himself would be in for a heavy word. So uh, if you listen to this podcast, I do recommend you look up photographs of Bayern Munich Oktoberfest um, because Oliver Kahn does not look happy. I mean, he really, he really looks happy, but he, he looks particularly annoyed this year
0: he has one of those faces that just seems he's
1: annoyed. a very serious man
0: um but what if yeah he's it... not that
1: serious but his face is
0: just structured that way
1: <laughs> you'll have to ask him on mm. um so there's that i think the fact that Bayern are almost cruising oh. in the champions league probably helps it does really feel as if they're on the verge of There's that I can't really find the word for it. I'm sure there's a German word for it for when an ex-Bayern Munich player calls the current Bayern Munich manager an idiot because it happens so often. But it feels as if we're a week away from that happening. If that makes sense. So, I mean, Bayern are scoring goals in reasonable bunches. Their goal difference is pretty good. So they've got 19 goals, goals for highest in the Bundesliga at the moment, only six conceded. It could just be variant. If if you look up their early results,
0: they were mm-hmm. beating like Bochum and those teams like 6-1. Like yeah. they had some really heavy victories to start the season. That would so account it, for that that would account for the goals scored and the goal difference. But the sl- form of late has just been a bunch of draws and just not winning games, which is uncustomary for Bayern.
1: Yeah, it's not bad. And it and Nagelsmann is someone who I think is clever enough to fix it. It just feels weird.
0: So have hope. If you were Bayern, would you get rid of Nagelsmann and hire Tuchel? No, you screwed up. I'll tell you how you screwed up. As I said, I know I was
2: a bit cryptic, but it makes sense. Space and without space. Those games are Bayern won at the start of the season. Bundesliga were on their BS. Which is that, oh, let's play. Wild Wild West. What's it called? You know, a few dollars more, the good and the bad and the ugly, hateful Lates, whatever Weston he wants, Wild Wild West. You do that, you play with space when you're the inferior team, you'll get Lara Crofted and adopted, which is what happens to
1: those guys. Lara Crofted and Adopted. What yes. a man. What a man.
2: <laughs> so political so, Science decided that okay, if if we don't want to be up for adoption, let's sit back with every man, woman and child and then counter. Mm-hmm. because you look at, look at the game against Barcelona. Now, Ban should have lost that game, but you give space to Musiala, to Sané, and all these dudes, they will hurt you, which is what Ban eventually did in the second half. So when you look at what um, Augsburg did, it will literally every man won and child. And even if you're the inferior team, if you have six, seven guys all in front of you and there's no space, that is a totally different kind of a game you have to do as opposed to a game when you have space. When you had Lewandowski, he would always get his goal against us low block. Mm-hmm. It would always happen. You remove that Mane in the replacement, because Mane isn't that kind of totem pole striker that can be inside of the box. Mm-hmm. So when you don't have that, it's an adjustment you have to make. Because the setup that Naxman has without a recognized striker is a setup that is perfect for countering and exploiting space. It's not a setup that is perfect for breaking down a low block. Because apart from Joshua Kimmich, they don't really have any quality passers, intricate passers who can thread the eye of that needle. So it's an adjustment. So you now say, okay, Nagelsmann, sack him and bring somebody in new. What are they going to do with this? With with this with these players? <laughs> you know, you do you have unless you get a striker. So unless you get a striker in January, or you just have to just suck it up and just give Nagelsmann time to try to figure out how to, you know, chess like. Put these pieces in a, in a place where they can attract and find and create better chances against a low block. That's your, that's the alternative, bro.
0: That's why I'm kind of confused when I see Thomas Tuchel linked.
1: Mhm. You think Tuko's going to finish fin- fix your attacking problems?
0: Ah, like yeah, <laughs> ah. I feel like they're hustling
1: backwards. <laughs> ah. so yeah, I I, I like you agree, Hope. I think there are players within that buying team that can pass through the lines and will get there eventually. Musala. My apologies if I got the pronunciation wrong. I think he's a player and will be fantastic very soon. But I think giving him too much creative burden now is difficult. Uh, Leroy Sané on the right wing is disappointing. And yeah, Saudi Amani is not Robert Lewandowski because Saudi Amani is Saudi Amani, and he, he should be fo- allowed to focus on what he's very very good at. I don't know. I think I think Bayern will come good, and I think right now is the time to just enjoy the fact Bayern Munich aren't top because they'll get there eventually. So, I'm just going to enjoy these moments now where Bayern are not top of the Bundesliga. Like, they're, they're only five points behind yet. <laughs>
0: and, 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 Isn't and, 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 that
1: crazy? They're five points behind, and we're like, oh, up. Freiburg and Union Berlin.
2: And, and yes, I do mean to court offense. Freiburg and Union Berlin ain't doing nothing, bro. Union so.
0: Berlin, while we're here, Marco Royce has some horrible luck. Oh, like, horrendous. Like, my, my luck has been bad for about two weeks. His luck is bad. I think the injury is three or four weeks, so I don't think he'll miss the World Cup. But the fact that, like, come on, man, it's, it's it's why every time before a major international competition, this guy he gets hurt. Maybe something happens to his knee. He gets sick. I don't know. Just something happens to him. I don't know. Just blessings to Marco Royce, I guess. I don't know if he needs to
1: sacrifice. So something yeah, the recent, what, um, recent most the latest prognosis is that he should, fingers crossed, be fit enough to return for Qatar, but it feels like awful luck. I believe Zeets on Twitter uh, has often joked that Germany make a blood sacrifice before every big tournament that involves Marco Reus. Uh, <laughs> and when Reus misses the tournament, uh, Germany tends to do well.
2: So, you know. so 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 actually, shout out to um, my German amigo um, Samisa, who's like a Bayern fan. So this is what she sent me: Marcus Ruiz ruled out of Germany's next games against Hungary and England with the ankle injury suffered yesterday. Nevertheless, according to BVB sporting director Sebastian Kehl, Ruiz will just be out for three to four weeks. Walk-up participation not in danger. No, because, okay. I mean, I mean, because yeah, I mean, come on, man. Like, that's that's too harsh, man. Come on. It's man. unlucky.
1: That's what's hard. Need to play in one again, man. Hold on, hold, okay. So he, he didn't play in 2014. He didn't. No, he didn't. Didn't feature. Was he he there was in for 2014. He was injured for 2018. No, wait, no, no, wait, no. no wait, he, wait. Was there he was
2: in 2018. I think he was there in 2018. He was, he there, in was
1: 2018. there in 2018. He was there in 2018. He might have
2: been there for
0: 2018, but Germany had such a bad tournament that it's not like yeah. we, we saw him. So, um, um, where to next? Yeah, so he, we did in the
1: Sweden game. Wow. Um. I still can't believe twenty eighteen. I know twenty eighteen was four years ago, but it doesn't feel like. It feels like, years like a. It feels like my brain is just not, turned into co- mush. no. Covid. Covid. Yeah. Covid makes it seem longer. Ruined my time perception.
0: Premier League or Spain, actually. Okay.
1: Let's talk about Premier League first, and then we can talk about how we. Yeah, all Yeah. Because Spain. Are Spain baila, baila. <laughs> Spain might get a bit serious. Um. Baila, so. quiero. donde baila, donde quiero. I, I have no know. idea
0: what that means. But okay, um, dance, um, dance
1: dance.
0: Um, Where? <laughs> I still love it when
1: uh, Lionel Messi said "Bye, order" to uh, <laughs> Emmy Martin, not Emmy Martinez, to uh, Yerry Mina after the Copa America final. Oh yeah, which is yeah dance yeah. now, which is still just great Very trash. Um, um, let's talk about the Premier League.
0: Yeah, so there were games suspended. So United Leeds didn't happen. Chelsea Liverpool didn't happen.
1: Brighton, Palace, Chelsea, Liverpool, Manchester United, and Leeds did not feature on the weekend. Palace, yes. Uh, um, the so sorry, how did how, you know, how did FPL you guys cope without
0: your teams playing, Carl? Like your your, your guys didn't play. Have hope your guys your guys didn't play. No, no, you your know.
2: guys didn't play. You mean your guys?
0: Your guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your guys. You know there was a obviously a funeral and people lining up for three days to. Say goodbye to the coffin and all that kind of stuff. So how did you guys cope with with no football from at least your guys?
1: I watched Manchester City go a goal up after 55 seconds against Wolves, and then I watched Erlen Haaland score. And then I got that feeling in my chest of just, oh man, United are playing these lot next. You
0: didn't miss watching your team? Chelsea not playing these days. It's it's nice. Like
1: I don't there's no stress, I don't have to worry about anything. I don't,
0: they don't play again, in a, I think, until
1: October. I'll put it to you this way. Manchester United play or Manchester United don't play. I still got to go to work. So what I did was I watched Manchester City play against Wolves, watched Manchester City go goal, goal up after 55 seconds, watched Erlen Haaland score, and now i got the sinking feeling that, oh, my God, man, United have to play this lot on October 2nd. Um, that's
0: a game that United will probably do fairly well in. That, <laughs> I'm, that, I'm circling the word, probably. Rule. That's how you guys roll. like, Whenever it's a big game, and again, Half Hope's thing about space and no space. If you leave space in behind for Manchester United, you guys will do all right, especially if you understand that's the point of the game. So, Half Hope, how did you deal with uh, your Premier League weekend? Yeah,
2: no, no, I think no was so a to Carlman. I mean, looking at Arsenal and City as well, I think, um, now hopefully, because I think um, a guy said to me that Jesus wasn't taken to, with the um, Brazil squad because Edu said that, yo, Tite, can you just allow my guy to rest because of the hectic October schedule? Because I don't know how Brazil goes to walk World Cup without Jesus, you know? Because mm-hmm. shout out to Richie Rich and Bobby Fefemino. Nah, sorry. Um, because <laughs> Jesus, that guy Richie looks so rich. good. <laughs> got yeah, that nice. guy who looks good. good, good oh, fun, hold on, okay, good, good okay.
0: How, how many attackers can one team take to the World Cup? As many as you want. Logically.
1: Uh, you should, well you can four. call fa- you can in a fashion maximum. but i think you should take four strikers four like and when i say strikers i mean players that can go in the, as the number 9 um and then you can do the rest that way
0: can I, can brazil fit everyone no. that we think should no. go no, no. i so, don't think no. they can
1: uh, all right i'll put it to this way let's say brazil i mean for the majority of Tite's games he's played either a 4231 or a 433 Mm -hmm. So, everyone's fit. Everyone is in their best form. Uh, Please pick Brazil's starting three players for the opening World Cup game.
0: Neymar, Vinny. And I would pick Jesus at the nine. Where's
1: where's Neymar going?
0: Neymar on the left. Vinny on the right. And I would put Jesus through the middle. If it's 4-2-3-1, that opens it up a bit. So, I would still put Jesus at nine. I would would put Neymar at ten. Uh-huh. Then Vinny on the left. Uh-huh. And then the right? Probably Anthony. Rafinha. Rafinha. Okay. okay so yeah, I
2: mean, I would go. It is 4-2-3-1. So the the three you pick is obviously so striker Jesus left Neymar. So sorry, no. Playmaker, okay. Neymar,
1: left Vinny, right Anthony. Anthony. Okay. Uh yeah, I'd do four three I'd do four, two, three, one. Um, Neymar as the 10, Vinny on the left. I'd go for Rodrigo on the right as a starter, Hmm. Uh, and then I'd probably do Rafinha as the backup number right-sided player. Uh, Gabriel Jesus is the number nine, which is weird because it definitely felt like a time that that wasn't a lock. But here we are. Uh, Follow-up question: Do you take Coutinho to the World Cup? No. Don't make me mute you. (laughs) (laughs) So a very definitive answer from both of you
0: there. (laughs) Okay, but. Okay, so Rodrigo is a question. Like, uh-huh. does he play? Does he go? Because you have Anthony, you have Rashardison, yep. You have Firmino, who might get in on like seniority, just being there. I dismiss Coutinho, but what if yep. he's good for the Brazil camp and they just want to take him anyway? So there's, and and those are just the names I can think of. I'm obviously gonna forget some people. One, oh, no, but, but,
2: but sorry, real quick before you go, here's my my, my thing though. I would start with that. Mm-hmm. But if Anthony is on his BS and isn't really doing anything actually effective and just shaking his leg, then Rodrigo can comment in, though. So, for me, that so thing with, with Rodrigo is that he go, he's been playing refi- really well.
1: Refi- refi- oh, refi- yes, yes. yes Rodrigo, been been
2: been been been. 100%, 100%. 100%, yes. For, for what, sure. Can I ask why? Have you seen what this guy's been doing for Real Madrid without Benzema? It's been it's like I've just not been impressed with Rafinha. You put Rodrigo as a false, or you put him out wide right, he is he's just too effective. Put him anywhere, the guy is too clutch, too, and too effective in a game. So my thing though is I just no Rafinha is good. I just don't feel like if Raf if it's between Rafinha and Anthony in that position, I just think that Anthony works better because you need a guy, you know, you need to be inverted. So right, he comes in on his, on his left, which Rodrigo can't do. But if Anthony ends popping off, I still say, yo, Rodrigo, what's up? Over, I'm R- R- Rafinha, so...
0: And and just quick, just lastly here, so we can talk about other Premier League games, but you know how Brazil tend to take, like, one, maybe even sometimes two, but generally one just young, up-and-coming Brazilian from the Brazilian League? Is there yeah. going to be enough space for that guy? Like, whether it's Endrick or wh- wh- whoever the... Next Brazilian wonder kid is that somehow finds their way onto the squad, like maybe Ronaldo did in '94, or whoever it is. Is there going to be space for that guy, or are we, or or are we going to know everybody who's picked? I wonder. Just an aside. I mean, who's, I mean, who's, look, who's
1: I mean, the next up and coming kid from Brazil? Is is your Hendrick. question?
0: No, 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 no. It's like it's Endrick. Like that's the kid, yeah. but but I wonder if there's going to be space for that that person that they sometimes take tricky tricky because it's there's tr- now 20 20- so many good players i don't know if there's any outstanding ones except neymar but they have a lot of good players that i don't know if you can take the 17 year old I, I mean know, if maybe. you talk
1: about young young brazilians rodrigo's 22 vinny's 22 anthony's 21 you know what i mean though i know what you mean uh, but i think it's also really encouraging that this brazil national the brazil national team is really young and can, will probably be very good for the rest of the 2020s? This sound is me tapping on wood. I mean, we we say that, but, you know... They, <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, well, every... every They're going to start a 38-year-old the... in central defence, so... <laughs> every time... Every time the World Cup starts, i saw what, I think, 2010, people went, who's going to win the World Cup? And I said, Brazil. 2014, they said, who's going to win the World Cup? And I said, Brazil. 2018 was the first World Cup of my lifetime where I didn't think Brazil was going to win it. And then... 2022 you asked me who's gonna win the world cup and i'm going yeah maybe brazil because because they won the first one i can remember so that that's just my opinion it's just locked in
0: they won the first world cup
1: Cup. i can vaguely remember the 1994 world cup oh wow i mean hard i have to squint and even then it's probably one of those memories where i can see myself so it's not a real memory
2: no no no, yeah that was my that's my first i I still and one of my most prized possessions is the '94 Brazil jerseys that my big brother gave me, so
0: mm. from '94. Yeah. yeah great see, my on. my my tendency is to go with France, but I don't think France are going to win this year. No, no, no way, no way. No, I think no there's chance. it's too much drought. Like it, it would, I'd be more shocked if if they won than if they like crashed out of the
1: group stage. It feels like Witchcraft one of those attacks. years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels as if <laughs> it feels as if it's not. We're not going to get a full France implosion, and we're not going to get a triumph from France, but it's going to be somewhere yeah. in the middle. So, so a bit like twenty fourteen when. So I'm, like, I'm looking at.
0: I'm, I'm looking at Brazil. I'm like, I want you guys to do well, or just in- entertain me.
2: Do you at least. do? You, do I hear something crazy? Go for
0: it.
2: Brazil wants win it. France wants win it. Argentina wants win it. Portugal wants win it. Oh wow. Belgium wants win it.
0: Why why are, are you, you lopping off these teams like They're,
2: you know you know where I'm going? If ever if ever there was a year that they eventually get their second dub, England, <laughs> Spain? Stop it. Spain? No, Spain, I mean it's no Spain
1: no 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 not, not
2: Spain not like Spain no it's
0: not he's talking not, about England. not not Spain
2: or? um no ah uh,
0: because of the Queen England.
2: yes yes. <laughs> I th- I just have a funny. It can look see, this is based not based on football or logic. This is uh, based on just football spirituality.
0: Spectral.
2: So yeah,
1: spirituality is a great way to describe it. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal.
0: Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as um, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech.
1: It opened up so many more doors. The show
0: is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. So what's left from the Premier League? Premier League, it, it,
2: it. eleven and seven. Eleven and seven. I'm, I'm. If Harlan doesn't get injured, I'm, I'm afraid. So I think so. Andy Cole and Shearer got thirty four playing forty two games. Mm-hmm. Yep. This kid could break that in thirty eight games. He, I think, for forget about Salah's record. If he doesn't get injured, I think he breaks that thirty four goals that Andy Cole and Shearer got. I'm. I'm if he doesn't get injured, I'm scared as to what this kid could do this season. Because look, see, he fails the eye test. He's a horrendous football player. He he he, he trips with the ball. Whoa, he plays like whoa, a whoa whoa whoa.
1: What? He, he plays, plays like, like a anymore. boulder.
2: He passes the eye test, man. No, no, he gets he gets 21% of the eye test. He fails the eye test. 21%. Yes, 21%. Of wow. the test. But it doesn't matter. This guy's goal scoring is amazing. He has goal scoring quality. He's just a, he's just a trash footballer but as a wow his goal-scoring qualities are amazing scary
1: goal scorer man wow all right yeah hang on now now I'm, I'm really interested here he looks like a boulder please elaborate
2: he trips over the ball he plays as if he's trying to carry an anvil on his pinky if the guy's first touch i don't think it's all there i don't see much technique or salini in his game <laughs> so as far as footballing technical fundamentals he ain't no r9 or he no I mean, no one. But, but it doesn't matter. No one's an R9 or read. That's why they're R9 and Henry. No, 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 no. But he's but he's particularly trash as a player. Technically. Ball to defeat. Yes. Technically. Yes. You
1: see,
0: like, like, his... This, this is his, remarkable. His kind of prototype, if you want, like, a player that would that big and good on the... Like, would be Zlatan. Yes. That's... That's that's the level of technical proficiency I would want to see from Halland. It's like oh, so, so wait, so wait, wait so wait, he's kind of doing all, his things, but he's timers. not capable of doing that because he's just I don't know. He's, he's, just, he's a physical freak.
1: How you he, he how do you do this? You want, you both understand the players you are comparing to are all time greats. We and know that anyone who isn't that level isn't isn't that level is I'm not say, trash. Call,
0: call, I'm not saying it's a problem. He does what he does well. Yes, I'm just it's, saying what he doesn't do well is. Fairly obvious. Yeah. What, what? What doesn't he do? well <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't. His first touch is trash. Listen, no. No. no so Have you, you ever seen him great. do a step over? Have you ever seen him <laughs> do a step over? Call? Oh my God. Oh. Okay. <laughs>
2: It's it's nasty, is, Carl. Is, it's, it's nasty. It's nasty. It's nasty.
1: The way you're describing Haaland is the way I would. There expect should be you
0: sensory to... bars on the television <laughs> when you watch him play.
2: For Parental me. advisory: explicit um, images. So, so
1: the way you guys are describing Haaland are the way the ways I would expect you to talk about Darwin Nunez. So, I mean, God forbid too, what we think of Darwin just, Nunez. You know, yeah, no, 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 Darwin. No, 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 no. no, no. Um, Charles is another
2: case, bro. Charles I mean, Charles yeah, I think case. I think
1: Harlan. I mean, I don't think Harlan's the best football player in the world right now. I don't think he's top three right now. I, mean, I haven't seen a player like that in the Premier League since Peconry. Right? Wait, he, he... wait, hold on. In what sense? <laughs> I knew you. Wait, wait, gonna... wait. Okay. In a footballing sense or in a goal-scoring sense? In a goal-scoring sense. So the one, the one, like, the one that really scared me was the goal against West Ham. His second goal against West Ham. He has the pace to to get onto the to the pass, and then without slowing down, manages to shift it onto his left foot and put it in the bottom corner. And it was the fact that he didn't slow down as he was on the ball to get that shot away. That was something I hadn't seen a a striker do. That particular thing, um, I haven't seen a striker do since perhaps peak Henry. And we're talking maybe 2004 Henri, maybe. Uh, And that's not to say he's the best player, you know, blah, blah, blah. But the very specific action of being able to run onto a ball, shift it onto your stronger foot without slowing down and get the shot off. The thing that scares me, the thing that really scares me about Harland, is he doesn't need to slow down to get shots off, and he can get a shot off very quickly from all sorts of places in the pitch, and he can contort his body in such a way to get shots off that you would not.
0: The goal in the Champions League. Yeah,
1: he's, like, he's he's getting shots weird. off. He's getting shots off in places I wouldn't expect people to get shots off, and the way he's getting those shots off yeah. are ways that, and this is a hard one, he's doing it in ways I wouldn't necessarily conceive. Almost his, un- his like odd body makes it like gives him an edge. Uh, and I've spoken, you know, I've spoken to quite a few top Premier League goal scorers and they often say the difference between your I mean, so the obvious difference between a 15 goal a season, a 10 goal a season striker and a 15 or 20 league goal a season striker is the double movement, right? So if if we are all playing for the same football team and I have a shot on goal. If Hope is a 20 goal a season striker, he's immediately running towards the goal at the moment I have the shot. Whereas everyone else is looking because Hope is gambling that maybe the, the goalkeeper spills it so he can have a tap in. And that's always the difference between 10 and a 20 goal a season guy. For, well, that's one of the big differences for me. And the fact that Mbappe is doing that already uh, was a big, like, oh, Mbappe is legit. Uh, and Haaland appears to be doing that already as well. So I'm like, oh, this guy's quite scary. A lot of but his then- goals aren't. Well, there there,
0: there was one goal that he scored this week that was outside of the box, right footed even. Yeah. So that was interesting. But a lot of the goals are a good cross from De Bruyne. He's there at the back post. Even the 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 Champions League goal was a brilliant cross from Cancelo. Well, you see, like this is the thing: was it brilliant or it looked cool? But was it really brilliant or did he make it brilliant by just jumping up and doing some crazy stuff? This is the interesting thing about Hallett. He can make an an okay cross seem good. What?
1: Okay? That Cancelo cross is not okay. That I'm saying... Daniel,
2: put some respect on Cancelo's name. That's a very rude thing to say. Daniel, how dare you, man? What the hell?
0: You have no respect for Cancelo? If Cancelo put that cross into Lukaku, is it a goal? No. Why? Because it wasn't that great. It was. It was. No, Holland, no, 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 who was no, The no, one no, that made no, no. it no, look incorrect. amazing.
1: Incorrect. Incorrect. That is not your. Oh, that is that. God. What you're doing. Holland is, is the only at...
0: striker on the planet right now that can score that goal no. in that way.
1: Oh, okay. Oh, oh, there you go. There you go. All, all and that's I'm the saying thing is that, that's the thing is that, that's scary that about Holland. He's
0: making Cancelo's cross look better because he actually scored
1: from it. I think that's a fantastic cross, even if it goes in or not. I think the thing you've just said there about I don't think there's anyone else in the world that can score that goal. The same way Haaland did is the reason why I'm so scared of Haaland and the reason why everyone is like, uh oh, this, this guy, I, this, he's this a creature. My
0: ultimate conclusion?
1: <laughs> ultimate, in that it's taking you a while to get there.
2: Um, <laughs> no, wait, wait, no, 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 hold up. Like, I'm just looking at the Haaland goal again. That was a damn good cancel cross. Now, the finish is still country? amazing. That cross literally went to him. <laughs> that cross literally went but, all the uh, way to I'm looking at yes, like this right I've, now. It's to him.
0: I've, I've seen it, I've seen it like 20 times. It's a good goal. The technique of the cross is great, but it's not like Modric to Rodrigo oh, come um, on, against Chelsea.
1: No, 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 or, no, no, This is a fantastic cross. Let's not let's not for That's a quality
0: cross. I'm looking at that's a quality cross, bro. Of course it's Daniel. Of his foot. Daniel, how many if it times? did you go to anybody else than Haaland, is it a goal?
1: That's not It Haaland should, should break the cross. Yes. I think the if it goes to about Haaland, what does the striker do? they probably try and head it in. Thank that's you. It. That's like a diving act, header, that's, yes. Okay. That's the difference, which goes All back right. to my point of okay. when you talk to when you talk to the the really good strikers and they talk about difference between fifteen goals and twenty goals, and difference between twenty goals and more than that is the ideation, is the bit that you go, hmm, hang on, I shouldn't head the ball, I should do something different. Um and the fact that Haaland can do that and turn a he can t- turn a quarter chance into a half chance and a half chance into a chance. That's the thing that scares me about Haaland. Also in the Premier League. Um very quickly Arsenal look legit like they just they just look legit Granite Xhaka looks like the football player Arsene Wenger originally saw in Granite Xhaka I am really confused by Tottenham in, in what way in that I thought so when did the preseason predictions I said I think Tottenham's going to start the season really well and there's people going to say oh is it a three horse race and they'll fall away in the second half of the season and if you look at the dig table they are right on cue they are right up there but I'm watching these Tottenham games I'm going is this team good uh, and this might be a stylistic thing. This might be, you know, the because Conte plays a style of football that is different from the other top teams in the Premier League and also a number of the other top teams in Europe, it can be a bit jarring, but they always look. I understand the point of a Conte central midfield is to stay in the centre and provide solidity, but they don't appear to do that too often. So not only did I watch them play against Leicester City, but I also watched them play against Sporting Club de Portugal and they just looked overwhelmed in midfield. Uh, it's great that Son got a hat-trick in 14 minutes, but that was not a 6-2 game, Mm-mm. which probably says a lot more about Le- Leicester City and and what is likely to happen at Leicester City than it does about how good Spurs are. Hope, what did you make of Something games that didn't involve Man City? Yeah. What do you think of Spurs right now? What do you think of Leicester City right now?
2: Leicester City are screwed. <laughs> Um, you, you know, 6, six too, you let a dude score three goals in like, what, 15, 16 minutes? You're, they're, they're screwed. Tottenham, I said it before the start of the season, they're finishing in second. Like City have already won the league, like that's what we don't like. I said like, like Pep, I mean, accuses, excuse the term, but Pep and Holland are going to breastfeed this league, this, this season. <laughs> so uh, it's called for me, I'm calling it the Pepier league. On the further notice, it's called the, the the Pepe League. Tottenham, I think, <laughs> they are the, the. I think they come close. I think they come second, and I asked them, maybe look look like third. Can't say. This is what he does. I can't say, as we see with um, sports in Lisbon, as Europe is horrible. He's a domestic league merchant. Domestically, he knows what to do. But they don't have enough to beat Tottenham over sorry, to beat City over thirty-eight games. But they have
1: enough to finish second. Uh, All right. I'm glad someone got the hat trick. I, I am basically going, when is Busuma going to become a starter? But then Conte said, Busuma has things he needs to work on. So here we go. I think when Oliver Skip gets back, that'll be interesting. Uh, Leicester City, I, there is just something that Brendan Rogers is... <clears throat> Brendan Rogers struck a very defeated tone in that post-match press conference. And he said the term, four of the goals that we conceded were... dot dot dot," And I am not a football manager and I probably will never become a football manager, but if you ever have to say the sentence, four of the goals we conceded, and you're not talking about all of the goals you conceded, that indicates to me you're in a bad place. Uh, there's a very you know good...
0: You know that Frank uh, Lampard me where he's like... Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Flute there's, goal,
0: one from a corner, another yeah. flute goal.
1: <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's, I, think, I think Brendan yeah. Rodgers is now number one in the sack race, which is difficult. I mean, if you consider... The I position was Leicester always City. there. It's, it's just the Chelsea position.
0: decided to do something.
1: Yeah. If you consider the position Leicester City were in when they sacked Claudio Ranieri and what Ranieri brought to Leicester City, then the argument for keeping Brandon Rogers is very shaky. Mm. Um, and also it's the thing of, I mean, there's no harm in, in, that, in just that version of Leicester being done and they drop down a bit and play in the Premier League's middle class for, they for have, a little bit longer. They have some good
0: players though, Carl. Like Madison, Tillemans... Yeah. I don't, I don't know what's up with Ndidi, HH. Ndidi looks bad. He's a good player, though. He At least he has lo- been. But he's, he's not right now. Was, not I'm sorry. Good. I will not
2: be
1: talking uh, about any Nigerian players uh, until after the World Cup. So. <laughs> he's, not, he's not looked good since that knee injury in March. And I think that's mm-hmm. the big one. He had a knee injury in March, came back, basically had to play centre-back for a while next to Amati. And he just looks a shadow of himself. Wait a minute, HH... I did want to ask
0: you about JJ's nephew, though, who looks almost really good for Everton. I mean,
1: maybe he didn't hear me the first time. I will not be talking about any. <laughs> I'm network. telling
0: you I what I wanted to, to ask away. you. Okay. okay. Right. About about well, it will be, but okay. we've got.
1: I mean, it will be fantastic as a number eight. I'm so happy that's happening, but we've got about ten minutes left. So
0: yes, all right. Um, we
1: stand. In, this podcast stands in solidarity with Vinicius Junior. Yes.
0: Now apparently saying somebody is a dancing monkey in Spain can be translated without racial connotation. However, if you want to say that somebody shouldn't dance as if a monkey, maybe you should think, should I say this about the black guy? And does this make the most contextual sense? Perhaps. (laughs) And none of that logic was even decided, thought, even flashed in the neurons of whoever, who was who, the guy? He was an agent. What was, what was this guy's title? He was on uh, Charanguito, yeah. yeah. And he basically said, Don't be a dancing monkey to Vinicius. And I'm just, like, What? It's just horrendous. Like, I haven't tweeted in like 10 days. It almost got me to tweet. Almost,
1: dude. dude do you have the quotes, call? I'm sure you do. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, I mean you've, you've outlined it pretty well. All uh, right. A, a well, prominent no, well, I think so.
2: also I'd like to say, okay, no, leave the dancing in the samba, velodrome and so forth. Yeah. And that stuff.
1: It was very blatant racism. I don't mm. care. Uh, uh, the context defense doesn't work. Horrendous racism. The fact that it, it, it well, it, not the fact, it continued in a number of other conversations and became sort of one of the talking subjects, which is, is it appropriate for Vinicius to dance after he scores? Um, Mm. So the original thing was he he scored in a 4-1 victory over Real Mallorca, danced. the He spent the entire game getting kicked to pieces and that is widely accepted. And the the initial conversation was he danced very much as a, you can't stop me, even if you kick me. Uh, It was how it was initially portrayed. The manager of the opposition side was... I'd say pretty fair about his comments of just like, okay, he danced. Some people might think that's disrespectful, but fair enough. That's his his prerogative and there you go. And that should have been the end, end of it. But talking sports media often needs a subject and to create controversy where there isn't one. So we had this ridiculous statement. In the meantime, there's been to and infer in a newspaper and radio conversation about whether or not it's appropriate for Vinicius to dance without which is just
0: it's so silly it's, like, it's just
1: like when you think when you read it and you think about it there was conversation in newspapers about whether or not should is it appropriate for this play, very talented player one of the best players in your league to dance when he scores and I say no it's disrespectful he's so good he shouldn't not you like, shut up and then it's
0: It became a dog whistle, essentially, to racists at Atletico who don't need much help.
1: Yes, Uh, and it it feels very appropriate here to to mention and and point out, and this has been printed in The Athletic and other newspapers, about Atletico Madrid's Mm far-right base. Uh, Hang on, let me say this one more time. There are a number of... There is a section of Atletico Madrid fans who have links to the far-right and aren't afraid of saying that. So ahead of the Madrid Derby on the weekend, there was a lot of unprintable things said about Vinicius and his dancing and what he is or isn't. Uh, In the weekend, there were a number of Brazilian players who tweeted in solidarity with Vinicius Junior, Gabriel Jesus scored against Brentford and celebrate with a dance and said, dance Vinny in celebration there. Uh, And Vinicius Jr. was fantastic in the the Madrid derby, I think. So there was that. Uh, Carlo Ancelotti gave an okay statement. (laughs) (laughs) It was really one of those statements where you could tell he wanted to say more, but felt, if I say any more, this conversation might run. So I'm going to sort of try my best to please everyone. Uh, Where he said that he... He definitely felt bad. Well, he said words to the effect of this feels very, very bad and he's very unhappy to it and he, he supports his player, but also he doesn't necessarily believe instances of this sort of racism are present in Spain anymore. Mm. Uh, Real Madrid have also released a statement on Friday saying they condemn all types of racist and xenophobic language and behavior in football, sport, life in general, such as the regrettable and unfortunate comments made against our player Vinicius Unit in the last several hours. Um, Atletico Madrid have said they condemn this attitude from a few who do not represent anyone and we make it clear we are completely against racism. Uh, La Liga said they have fought against the hate speech for, of whatever type for years and very much want the stadiums and our football to be a friendly and celebratory experience for no room for hate speech or gestures. The interesting thing about what Le- La Liga's done is <clears throat> in the United Kingdom, um, this game was available for for quote unquote free broadcast it was available on ITV4 which you can watch on via Freeview uh, and La Liga TV did not once mention the boos and jeers Vinicius got during the game neither on commentary or at halftime and this is linked to a statement uh. Uh, essentially said words to the effect of if you are seen to be disparaging the La Liga TV product you don't need to be working for La Liga TV <clears throat> so so uh, uh, no, this is the I, I, state I, of Spanish football, where yeah. a very, 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 very good Real Madrid team, currently unbeaten, seven wins, seven, seven games, seven wins. I believe they've
0: Chihuahua. won every game. They've won every they've game. Won it's every game. Hundred percent.
1: Chua looks absolutely phenomenal. His
0: ball uh, to Rodrigo.
1: Ooh, wow, ooh, fantastic! Ooh, looks like ooh, ooh. <laughs> but unfortunately, we and Rodrigo's
0: finish as well.
1: Yep. But very tight. We're here once again talking about racism in football because. I don't, it's not even a fringe element. We're seeing both structural and individual racism interlink and horrendously abuse someone who should be one of the the faces of the franchise for both the team and the league at the <clears> moment. No, no I mean, basically, I've
2: spoken to Spanish
1: people who have
2: said, and these are Spanish people who told me that, yes, there is a racism problem in Spain. So, not like, well, let's say no. They said no. I admit, yes, there's racist, there's a racist problem in Spain. So you can say, okay, well, it's a lack of proximity to black people, but there is a racist problem. So, and I think the thing though, is that it just shows you just the failure of footballing authorities. Because bro, ever since I've grown up, Lazio is a problem, Millwall Mm -hmm. is a problem. West Ham is a problem. Calliari is, is a is a problem. Atletico Madrid is a problem. Real Madrid was a problem. Because, bro... There's a name act, missing don't, don't, there, HH. Yeah. Oh, Chelsea. Chelsea, <laughs> huge problem. No, but because, bro, um, Chelsea fans, they were risked against their own black player, mm-hmm. Cannaville. Can-
0: if he scored a goal that won Chelsea the game 2-1,
2: they would say we drew. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, so, so, so But my point is that it just shows you just the failure of authorities because do, do you know the? And this is the sick thing. And this is the worst thing. In a very sick, secret way, they want to sort of say, "Hey, it's part of the game." And now we see, for example, that hmm, imagine if you told LeBron or Rest in Peace Kobe or MJ or Hardaway that you know you're gonna have to play spots where racist insults is just part of the the, the the game. You know, it's just how
1: guys are just feel. Wait, like, wait, huh? wait, 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 wait. Come on, man! We just had LeBron James this year go. He doesn't like playing in Boston because the fans are racist as fuck. You want to compare the racism in NBA no, and racism? No, I don't. Football? I don't want to. Com- I don't want to compare that. I don't want to compare. No, no. I mean, play. I
2: mean, because I don't. As racist, there did they ever throw bananas on on the courts like they did to so Olisa Debe when he no. was playing?
1: I mean, I mean, <laughs> it's this is the thing. Of, also,
0: don't think I didn't hear you sneak hard away in there. But go ahead, Carl. <laughs> I did. Um, so so <laughs> last year. I may be sick, but I'm not that sick.
1: Last year, Muzikar dicabi again, I'm really bad with names today, he said he believes that uh, the Spanish league is 25 years behind when it comes to racism. Oh, yeah. Uh, and he was racially abused and walked off the field when playing for Valencia uh, in La Liga. Game. Remember Danny Elvis? He, like, ate the banana. Ate like, the banana. That was yeah. in La Liga, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, right. There have been... Uh, there are some deeply entrenched highly offensive views held by people both in the stand and in the boardroom in some sections of Spanish football and I will say there I'm not going to say the Premier League's perfect I'm going to say Italian football's perfect I'm not going to say any league's perfect I'm going to say as Hope has said there are certain football stadiums that you are likely to encounter certain issues with I'm going to talk to you very freely here and say Manchester United are in the Europa League I am slightly more nervous when Manchester United play in the Europa League than I am when they play in the Champions League because there are certain locations in Europe that uh, put me on edge a bit. Like and and more, of place? Them, uh, uh, more of them are, for better or worse, featured in the Europa League than they are in the Champions League mm. because global ag- 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 economies, wealth, blah, blah, blah. blah. Eastern <clears throat> Europe attacks. It's not a tax. It's not a tax. So, Uh, so, no, just just just
0: to to your point about people in positions of power, the guy who said Vinicius should stop monkeying around on El Chungrito or whatever, his name is Pedro Bravo, and he's the head of the Spanish Football Agents Association. That's power. That's power. power. That is. And for him to have that and to be comfortable to say it on TV, We're dealing with a problem. Obviously, we can have the conversations about individual people yelling stuff at Vinicius, but what's more insidious to me, or at least what's more important, not that it's not important, but what's more important, is people in positions of power who have the ability to sway decisions one way or another. A bunch of poor, middle-class Spanish people being racist, I expect that and maybe that's just my own lack of belief in humanity, but like, it doesn't shock me if when a, I just see a crowd of people just saying racist things about a black person, it doesn't, it, it doesn't shock me in some way because, I, oh, like, of course you guys think that. So it's, it's just glad I'm, I'm happy in a way that you're saying it out loud and I don't have to speculate or guess. Mm-hmm. What annoys me and what, I won't say it keeps me up at night because I'm not in Spain to do anything about it, but the people who have power the head of the agents this person is the guy that's like vinicius needs to stop being a monkey okay now mm-hmm. hold the presses like now we need to stop and actually address this head on because that can't run you can't have a person who has that much power with that kind of regressive anti-black scent like it, it can't be allowed but the problem is i'm here i'm me i'm only me and there's probably a bunch of people in spanish football who have similar things maybe they wouldn't say it on tv but who's the check to stop that guy? Yeah, it's the. Uh... If it doesn't <laughs> the, exist, then it won't stop.
1: It's the Kwame Torre quote about if a if a man says he wants to lynch me, that's my problem.
0: If he but has if the power to lynch to me lynch now, me. that's my problem.
1: Yeah, that's the one. If he wants to lynch you, that's yeah, that's the one. Sorry, my apologies for this quote.
0: You were there. I just I finished it because sh- shout out Kwame Torre, man. That's my guy. <laughs> uh,
1: I I I mean I I, I am happy that so many people have publicly come out in support of Vinicius junior i'm happy that this this seems to be such a very it seems to be such a clear instance of racism even an attempt of playing devil's advocate makes you a bad person and and it can be very easy, like no shut up you shouldn't be saying those things about Vinicius um and, and, also, and i i hope some form of justice and punishment can be merited
2: uh, no, uh, no, but no, also i'm I, I'd, I'd like that to happen,
1: but also, yeah. is the thing, I'm not holding my breath, so yeah. here we go.
2: No, no, no. My thing is that I'm tired of all this crap, man. I'm tired yeah. of saying no to racism. I'm tired of standing in solidarity. I'm, as I said, like, people stop sending me DMs of like, oh, do you see this racist thing? I'm tired of all this crap. The fact that you're still trying to now fight racism in football in 2022 when we're supposed to have flying cars, a freaking DeLorean, and should have mastered time travel, and having freaking colonies on Mars. We're dealing with race in 2022 I'm in, i mean bro i mean i mean come on bro it's, it's, so so my thing is that i'm like humans just suck man <laughs> basically I say, human beings are just a bunch of nasty creatures you know and i just think because I, I look like, like it's so we're really doing this we're really putting up images of supports pdd is is literally saying black excellence to vinya on instagram in
1: 2022. <laughs> i mean wow we yeah. have failed, bro. We we no we we failed. We I, failed. I, I I can I can, yeah. We we have failed. Yeah, and there i That's a good place to end the car. We I mean, just, I don't know. We can't say that. We should say something. There is
0: hopeful. no happy note here. We no, should there say isn't.
1: something hopeful. There, say
0: there's something no now. silver lining.
2: Here. <laughs> there's no no it's no there's no silver it's lining. Just, there's no hope. <laughs> <laughs> there is always there's always hope, my friend. It's in your name.
0: Mm, it's an irony. My name is an irony, so. Except when it isn't, I've discovered. Like there are sometimes he actually does have hope. Anyway, okay. this has been the Talking Tactics podcast. We thank you guys for listening. Where can people follow you?
2: Around, I'll be around, man. I'll be around. I'm uh, always around.
1: Carl, uh, I'm on the Athletic. You can find me right on the Athletic.
0: <laughs> I like how short these
1: guys. Have You're tired. Every You're tired. <laughs> I, on you
0: are tired? I know. I'm, I'm tired too. Um, so yeah, Talking Tactics podcast. Sometimes funny. Sometimes serious. Uh huh. But we're always football. Anything. We'll catch you guys next week. Peace, 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 peace. Peace, peace.
1: Sports Social Podcast Network.